Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, masked schoolboys with a tough exterior, volleyball hurling love interests, confused faculty members, school life antics, and one-shot insanity. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Mong Review, episode 363, Tiny Kamen. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast, and we hope that you all have been doing very well in this very tumultuous and strange time that we've had so far, because everything is kind of crazy right now with everything, and we're trying to take it one day at a time and hope you guys have been doing well. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Well, every episode, depending on the show you're listening to, we talk about various topics. So, since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga, the pros and cons, how the art style is, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. Now, you don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, informative, insightful, and most importantly, entertaining. And you can find any of our 363 episodes of the Manga Review and our 700 other podcasts at www.spiraken.com, spiraken.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in at Spiraken, I guarantee you'll find us. And if you're on those sites, follow us, like us, comment. I always love talking to people on Twitter and Stitcher and Instagram. We always post something really cool on our Instagram account. Most times it's just images from mangas, but sometimes it's something equally cool as well. Like when Seven Seeds originally came out, we posted about Seven Seeds. And we try to post about other things as well. Movies, uh, books, etc., etc. So just go to www.sparkin.com and check it out. Also... If you have any comments or complaints, you can email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com or spirekin at gmail.com. You can let me know what you think, recommend manga you want me to review, or give me your thoughts about reviews that you may not have enjoyed or disagreed with. I'm always up for a good debate. Uh, final thing, before I forget, go to tinyurl.com forward slash helpzan, H-E-L-P-X-A-N, and that goes to our Apple Podcasts rating site. Definitely rate us, give us a high rating, comment on what you like about us, and let us know. It's kind of like putting a tip in the chip jar and keeps me motivated to keep doing this podcast that I've been doing for over 13 years. Or is it 12 years? Well, it's kind of forgetting at this point, but I think it's 12, 13 years. So anyway, let's get to it, shall we? Because we've got a lot of stuff going on. And by a lot, I mean not much going on because we are all social distancing, hopefully, at this point. And... First off, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you, I'm keeping you guys entertained during this time and we can't really leave our homes because of the COVID-19 virus because there's a lot going on out there that's kind of interesting at this fact. I mean, I haven't even talked about the fact that I've been in Boston for almost two years now and I've never seen a skyline so blue. And I'm wondering if by you it's the same thing where since no one's driving around, pollution has dropped dramatically and I think that's kind of interesting. But... There's a lot of stuff going on in the manga world, too, in our manga news. Now, for our segment of manga news, this is going to be a lot to get to, so let's get to it. Now, so first off, some of the happier stuff before we get into the COVID-19 affected issues. So first off, Weekly Shonen Jump has three new manga series launching this spring. 
And each one of these are very different in their titles, and actually each one of them has their own release date. Now, the first one, there is a typo with the release date because of stuff I'll talk about later, but the first release is by Tomohiro Hasegawa, and it's called Shinrin Osa Mori King, or Forest Ruler Mori King. And it's a, a gag manga that's about a younger and older brother who get along really well, and then something happens. What my guess is that someone's going to get crowned prince, and then there's going to be kind of an issue behind a, who's going to be the real ruler. Apparently there was a one-shot manga released last July that's similar to this called Shinrin Shogashi Mori King, or Forest Protector Mori King. So I'm wondering if it's the same thing or if there's something a little different about it. Now, the second new series is by June Kirarazaka. It's called Bone Collection. And it's launching on April 20th. Kind of cool. And then the final new series is written by Kenji Ichima and illustrated by Sunehiro Date. It's called Time Paradox Ghost Rider. And I've got to say, that one seems kind of intriguing to me because it's got a really cool title. Don't know what it's about. But it's going to come out on May 11th. So we're going to see how these all come out and what what they are. I'm a little excited about that. Now, next big one is that the manga creator of Kakeguriri, or Compulsive Gambler, Homura Kawamoto, and uh, Hikaru Mono, and another mangaka who made Reader Die, Shotaro Yamada, are launching a new manga that's entitled Greatest M. Injin Mahjong Tyson, or Greatest M, the Tournament of the Greatest Mahjong Player. This is going to come out on Sunday Webery on April 21st, and I've got to say, it's kind of cool to see a new gambling manga coming out. We'll see how awesome it is or how terrible it is. Now, other one. For you fans of Kaguya-sama Love is War, on April 23rd, the creator, Aka Akasaki, is launching a new manga entitled Oshinoko, with illustrations by Mengo Yokoyari of Scum's Wish. And so the story allegedly is that there is a super cute heroine who works in the entertainment industry, and this is going to give you a never-before-seen point of view of what's going on. So it's going to be running, running simultaneously with Kaguya-sama Love is War, and I'm kind of intrigued to see how this is. It may be really good or it may be terrible. Um, Kaguya-sama Love is War is such a weird manga that you wouldn't think worked, and it worked so well, so we'll give this a chance. So now, now let's get to some depressing news about COVID virus, because remember I said earlier that there's some issue with releases? Well, here's what's going on. Now, for everyone who knows, COVID-19 is running rampant around the world. In China, it's slowly dying down. In the United States and in some other countries, it's actually rising, which is kind of crazy, but in response to it, a lot of publishers are rescheduling and changing their releases. Now, the big ones, Yen Press is rescheduling the print and digital releases of several manga and light novels due to the impact of COVID-19. And here's the good part. All of their releases for April are shipping as planned, but volumes scheduled for May, June, July, and August are going to be distributed instead in September. So we're going to have a little bit of a physical manga blight for a short period of time where we don't see any physical manga from Yen Press. Now, the publisher is reducing their planned releases for the coming months, and they're kind of just dealing with this. That's what's going on. And like I said, other manga licensors are announcing similar delays. Now, the big ones that we're being affected by, Kodansha and Vertical, 
are delaying many of their print releases for spring and summer 2020 to release later in the year. The only exceptions of this are Wave Listen to Me Volume 1, Tales of Bazaria Volume 3, and Drifting Dragon Volume 4. They have the original release dates, but the rest, they're up in the air right now. Now, Seven Seas Entertainment, they're saying all of their April releases have already shipped. So, for Seven Seas stuff, they're going to be at retailers, so you can get their print releases, which is good. But, it's... Some of their stuff may be a little late. However, their May paperbacks are going to be delayed, and they're not sure about what's going to happen about June, July, August, etc. Uh, one company I was surprised I even heard about, Tokyo Pop, since they're still back in the news, they're clinging on to life like an undead zombie, announced on Tuesday that they're delaying the releases of their upcoming titles slated for April and May due to the effects, and they don't anticipate delays of their schedule for June or July. So they're saying June, June July, we're going to be fine. Which is kind of contrary to what everybody else is saying. So, we'll see how that goes. And I gotta admit, some of the titles for Tokyo Pop, I'm a little surprised they're releasing. Like, Aria the Masterpiece, uh, Futa Ribeya of Room for Two, Volume 7, Koino Matari, Love Stories, Volume 1, Konohano Kitan, Volume 8, uh, a lot of Disney manga, the Kilali Princess series, Save the Village of Mulan, um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Zero's Journey, and No Vampire, No Happy Ending. Some titles which are obscure, and some which are just definitely... You see how they're making their money selling manga that's disney But, again, I digress. Let's get to the other big news. Now, as I said, some of the releases were pushed back because the manga that was supposed to be released on April 20th for Weekly Shonen Jump have been delayed. Now, why is that? Because... The 21st issue of Weekly Shonen Jump has been delayed due to possible COVID-19 infection within the editorial department. Now, Shuisha, the publisher, is decided that they're going to include the content in a combined issue. So, volumes 21 and 22 of this year are going to be combined and released on April 27th. So, we don't have a complete loss. Now, they explain that it's possible that one of their editorial managers... Or someone in the department, they're not going to say who, they don't say, they said they're kind in their 40s, may have been infected with it. And this employee reported that they had a fever and they refrained from going to work, which is good. They went to the hospital and they're waiting for the results. But they're trying to be like, okay, we're going to have all our employees work from home and we're going to take our chances to make sure everything's all right, which is actually a very mature and good response. Also, fun fact this editor, allegedly was not someone who worked directly with manga creators so don't worry no manga creators have been affected by this so far but this is going to halt a lot of work for a bit and this is just to reduce the risk of spreading the infection to different manga creators and other people involved with the magazine so it's kind of sad but understandable so now it's in the news off with something a little bit bright, shall we? Because Konancha, even though they're postponing some stuff, they did announce their 44th annual Manga Award nominees. And there are three categories. You have Best Shonen Manga, Best Shoujo Manga, and Best General Manga. They used to have a Best Children's Manga, but they've kind of lumped that together into the other three. Which is kind of weird. And if you pay attention, we talked about this last year... The last year, the winners for Best Shonen Manga was Quintessential Quintuplets and Two Year Eternity. It was a tie. 
Uh, best Shoujo Manga was Perfect World by Rie Aruga. And then Best General Manga was Fumi Nashi, Nashi, uh, Yoshinaga's What Did You Eat Yesterday? So, kind of a nice split of stuff. So you get a lot of great stuff from last year. Now this year, we've got some nice titles. First off, for Best Shonen Manga entries, we have Spy X Family by Tetsuya Endo. Now this is the story of a spy master who his new assignment is that he has to start a family and like live undercover. So I'm kind of intrigued by that. We actually put it on the Wheel of Manga this week. I want to see if we get it. But that one's in there. You have That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime by Taki Kawakami. Uh, Tokyo Revengers by Ken Wakoi. Which is kind of like a revenge story mixed with Again. So... Guy finds out that his childhood sweetheart got murdered, and then he magically reappears due to mumbly jumbly back into his teenage body. So he's decided to join the Yakuza group that killed his girlfriend, and he's going to try to become their leader so this doesn't happen. Kind of intrigued, kind of like weirded out by it. I want to see where it goes. And the last one for best shonen manga is Smile Down the Runway by Kotoba Inoya. Now, if you have not watched this anime or read the manga, it's actually pretty intriguing. It's about a young girl who is the daughter of a, a fashion company president. She's the daughter of the fashion company president, and she wants to be a runway model. The only problem is that she is a little too short because stereotypically most runway models are tall and lean, and she's has the posture, she has the breeding of it, she's just short. So everyone says, you can't be a runway model no matter what. And she's determined to become a runway model, and she runs into a guy who wants to become a designer. Uh, and he's actually interested in her, so kind of a relationship goes on. But he's not going to any college because he's taking care of his family. So the deal is that he's going to be a designer for her, design clothes for her so she can do on the runway. And she is going to try to, to become a runway model. So it's a little bit of a juxtaposition, but it's actually pretty engaging and it's really intriguing. It's got a lot of depth to it, which I'm surprised at. And also I'm surprised it's a shonen manga, which is kind of mind-boggling, but I recommend it. Now for shoujo manga, you've got Kageki Shoujo or Theater Girls by Kumiko Saiki. The story of a bunch of girls in the 1870s who are part of a theater company and they're all women. You have Kiss Me at the Stroke of Midnight by Rin Mikimoto. The story of... Shoot my monkeys. Kageki Shoujo or Theater Girls by Kumiko Saiki. Now, this is the story of a music school with a bunch of students and a female troupe of actors who want to become stars in the Taisho period. Now, the interesting part is the troupe of actors are all unmarried women. The students are all young girls, and they're trying their best to be their best. Next manga is Kiss Me at the Stroke of Midnight. Now, this is a typical story of female man character who acts perfect at school, and she has an ulterior motive. This one, she acts like she's above romance and above everything. She's an honor student. She wants to fall in love with somebody. She ends up meeting a hot celebrity. They end up, well... Together, however, it turns that the actor or celebrity is actually an asshole, and that's where their romance begins or lies. You have a condition called love, which is story of a girl who's in love with her classmate, and the day she decides to say that she's in love with him is the day that he has a messy public breakup. And then he ends up asking her out, and then things go from there. 
The last one is one that people have asked that they want me to review, our previous conversations, which is one where girl is in love with her friend, who's her classmate for years. She finally confesses to him, and his response is completely strange and bizarre. And this is a rom-com that everybody's talking about because it's kind of crazy because the main girl is super stalker and the guy is a kind of, I don't want to say petulant know-it-all, but that's the best way to describe it according to how it's been told about me. But anyway, I digress. Uh, And that's for shoujo manga. And then finally, for best general manga, the first one is Skiff to Loafer or Skip and Loafer by Misaki Takamatsu. Now, this is about a young girl who wants to leave her sleepy town to go to a high-performance school in Tokyo. However, because she hasn't interacted with a lot of people her own age, she comes off a little airheaded and awkward. But this straightforward nature of hers helps her become popular and help out her classmates. So it's it's heartwarming and silly and a little awkward, a little cringe humor, but... I'm intrigued by this one. You have Witch Hat Atelier or Tongaru Boshi no Atelier by Kemome Shirahama. And this is one where there's a world where magic exists. And if you're born with magic, you're amazing. And if you're not born with magic, it sucks. Our main character is a girl who doesn't have magic abilities, but she wants to learn magic. She runs into a mysterious traveling magician who teaches her magic in a very different way than what everyone else is doing. And she may become a witch. What's going to happen? have to wait and find out and the final one is well there's two more actually there's blue period by Subasa Yamaguchi and this is the story of a student who feels hollow and impatient despite his excellent grades and he decides he wants to become an artist instead of a success because he falls in love with painting and it's him transitioning from I'm an honor student to I want to be a unique painter because I'm intrigued by painting so that's a very unique artistry and I'm kind of well it's one which I can relate to and the final manga for general manga is mystery to you nakari or do not say mystery and this one's about a problem-solving college student who at the beginning of the manga is gonna be brought to the police on suspicion of murdering one of his classmates so did he do it can he solve the murder what's gonna happen this is gonna be a I'm assuming a very long-running mystery series, so I'm intrigued. The only picture I've seen so far is the cover, and the cover is a dude with an afro that's bigger than the girl from Princess Jellyfish with her super afro, so I think that could be kind of cool. Which of these should win? I don't know yet, but I'm intrigued to see where they're all going to go. And that's our news for the day. Uh, I hope that some of that news was interesting. Some of it was happy. I mean, the ending, I hope made you a little bit happier despite all the news about everything from COVID-19 being postponed, which really does suck and it's a shame, but we're hoping for the best. So since we do have some releases coming out yet, we're still going to be doing our manga releases. And here's what is coming out or came out this week. And I've got to say, some I'm really happy for, some I'm kind of depressed about. But this week in manga, we had 12 Beasts Volume 7, An Incurable Case of Love Volume 3, Aoharu Ride Volume 10, Boarding School Juliet Volume 11, Boruto Naruto Next Generation Volume 8, Eden Zero Volume 7, Food War Shigeki no Soma Volume 35, Grand Blue Fantasy Volume 4, Harukan Receive Volume 6, Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 3, My Next Life is a Villain All Routes Lead to Doom Volume 3. Also, 
I gotta say, I love the first episode of the new manga and anime. It's hysterical. They completely did a faithful job with my life as a villainess. I think that Baccarina was depicted perfectly. I showed it to Greta, and she was laughing her ass off. Uh, we're going to do a review when we talk about all the manga, but this one, if you have not read My Next Life as a Villainess, read it. It's great. Um, you have One Piece Volume 95 coming out. Platinum End Volume 11, Primitive Boyfriend Volume 1, I'm intrigued by this one, I don't know what it's about, but I'm intrigued by it, you have Prince Freya Volume 1, Takani and Hana Volume 14, The Heroic Legend of Arslan Volume 12, King of Fighters A New Beginning Volume 2, which I'm surprised King of Fighters came out with a manga, but anyway, yeah, To Love Rue Darkness Volume 15, Boku Ben We Never Learn Volume 9, World Trigger Volume 20, and Yona of the Dawn Volume 23, the manga. There are no light novels this week. It's all manga. And like I said, the ones I was intrigued by, uh, We Never Learn, uh, Next Life is a Villainous, uh, and um, Incurable Case of Love, and Primitive Boyfriend. Those are the ones that I'm intrigued by. What are you intrigued by? Let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com. And so... Now that we've gotten the news and the release out of the way, let's get to the main reason why I do this podcast, the review of the episode. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it did time to be that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Shibata Yokusaru, and originally was released in 1993. It was published by Hakusensha, meaning it wasn't released over here. I've gotten one volume of this uh, when I was in Japan, I picked up a volume of this, and I've been waiting to review this for a while. Now, I've had to use Google Translate to do it, but it is possible to get hold of this. You just gotta be patient. Well, right now, I don't think you can, but once this ban and everything's over, you can get it. Uh, but anyway, it is a comedy romance school life setting series, and it's also not a Tankoban. It's released as a, I forgot the word, it starts with a B. Um, hold on, let me look at my notes for a second. It is called a Bunkoban. And this is a typical Japanese size volume that's smaller and thicker than Tankobans, and it's much higher quality. And it has a design cover that's specifically for the release, which is kind of cool. So it's uh, smaller, thicker versions, and it's a little different. They're called Bunkos instead of uh, Tankoban. And anyway, this the name of this manga is called Tanikaman. Uh, and the fight part is Tani and then Kamen. Tani Kamen. And it is a manga about a young man known as Tani. He's in his classroom and every chapter for the most part is dealing with his being in school and dealing with being in love with a girl at first sight. Now the weird part is that Tani is known for the fact that he is wearing an iron mask. You can only see his eyes and that's it he's wearing a full mask around his face which doesn't seem to come off and that's who he is he's known as tani the masked boy and when you first see him you don't know if he's asleep if he's awake what his deal is and his teachers try throwing chalk at him and he's able to dodge and his whole thing is that he's a tough guy who's just trying to deal with school however he is in love with someone early on during a gym class it was boys versus girls playing volleyball and the star of the volleyball team, a kind of rough girl who's cute, named Rihoko Shinma, 
was there and she has she's the star of the volleyball team and she has like an assassination shot like super strong shot and she ends up hitting him directly in the mask and almost breaking the mask and from that point on he's in love with her he wants to tell her that he loves her however he's super awkward about it he can't figure out how to say i like you you want to go out there are times when she's talking cute to him and he's stuttering or he just can't figure out and it's him trying to get with her while dealing with all the other things going on like the students that are pissed off and gonna try to fight him like these punks get into an argument with him and they try kicking his ass and they're gonna kick his ass in front of the girl but he ends up demolishing them because he's a super tough and uh, jealous guy who's just wants to be with this girl and can't figure out how to do it and that is the manga it's not a very it's similar to how um what was it how um uh sakamoto was because sakamoto is a manga where it's the same joke over and over again he's the perfect guy ever and everyone who tries to outsmart him he gets a top on it you know he's able to outsmart them and prove that he's better than them by just being his weird self this is it's a weirdo in a mask who's trying to be with a girl that he likes. And he's in class and no one questions that he's wearing a mask. There's no rhyme or reason why he's wearing a mask. And I have no idea if he ever takes off the mask. There's 12 volumes of this. I have one volume and I am kind of confused by it. But it's a strange and weird series that's kind of fun. And the main character is super violent. He's like... He beats the hell out of a bunch of guys in the first chapter. And they come back to go after him again. It's kind of repetitive and the one thing that's different about it is that it's got the whole mask element and that's something which is a little different however besides that it's the same thing there's no real difference to it it's it's not like how Cromarty is a comedy series and you kind of can get it and as you read it you're like okay this joke's funny and it just does different jokes this one the jokes don't Maybe it's because I didn't read a translated version. I was reading just a raw version. I was translating via Google Google Translate. Maybe that's why. But the story itself was kind of like, I, I didn't get it. I just was kind of confused by it. However, the art is very old school, 1993. Very old school, violent series. You know, school thug series. So all the characters look very unique and different and antiquated. But I do like that. And I love how he's designed with his mask. And I like that he's doing all these things to get this girl and it's not working out. Now, I could say more about it, but to be honest with you, it's one which I don't think I'd ever read again. But it's an interesting one-shot to read, maybe. And if it ever is released over here, I think you should give it a shot at least. It's, Or if they made an anime, I think it would be intriguing. However, I would have to give... Uh, I'm going to just read this now. Tanikaman is or tiny common however we want to say it is a gift from your crazy aunt muriel it's okay but it's very forgettable there are school life series that are done so much better that have romance in this like i just mentioned sakimoto a better series doing it uh Cromarty, another one uh we never learn quinta quintessential quintuplets it does something different this is just kind of old school same joke and it's just the same setting it's just here is chapter one tani versus the punks chapter two tani's versus school chapter three tani versus the punks volume two and it's just kind of 
Tani versus it's him dealing with one incident over and over again. There's no real overarching plot. There's no compelling reason to enjoy it. It's just kind of like, here's Tani, here's something going on, and here's how it's going to end. It feels like a Sunday comic where there is no, it's just here's the characters, you know the characters, and here's the situation. That's it. And the art style is really good, and the concept is I'm intrigued by. It. That's why it gets a middle of the ground. Just it's okay, but in the end, it's just kind of forgettable. And I'm hoping it could be a little bit more. But again, let me. I'm probably missing something. If you've read this, if you've read Tiny Common, and you like it, or there's a, or I'm missing something, let me know. Email me personally, zansparker.com. Let me know what I'm missing in this. I might even read your email on the show. So, all right. Now that that's out of the way, let's um, remind you guys, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at sparkin.com. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-E-K-N. I guarantee you fire us one way or the other. Also, if you are playing Steam, I've recently gotten back into Don't Starve Together. So look for me on Steam. It is Zan Spirekin, X-A-N-S-P-I-R-E-K-N. I guarantee you'll find me on there. And let's play some Don't Starve Together because that's keeping me interested because that's me getting outside virtually. So anyway, now let's get to it, shall we? The part that so many of you enjoy. The part that I love doing. That part we've all been waiting for. That one that only the manga yes friends the wheel of manga except no substitute now what is the wheel of manga the wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with 10 slots on it what i've done is i've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots and what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on the manga that's on that slot, that's what we're going to do in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And we've got some great titles on here. Uh, we have a lot of shoujo on here, some senin, and just some which I'm surprised I put on here. I got two old school mangas on here, a couple of school life mangas. I've got one Izekai manga, and then I have one which is just a what the fuck manga because I'm intrigued by it. Because I don't know if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad, but we will see. So let's spin and see reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga View. Number three. Whoa. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga View, there's a manga that I've been waiting to review for I have no idea how long. But I spun it and I got it. Uh, and the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga that is about being a teacher. Well, being a teacher that has a small problem. The YD. The you, what you yearn to do. We're talking about Denpa Kyoshi, or the ultimate otaku teacher. <sighs> so... Guess that we're going to review the next episode, and I may release this episode a little early, just to add a little bit of change to this to give you guys some more content, because I have a lot going on. We have a couple of reviews you got to do. We're releasing the next of our Bondathon. We finally figured out a way to do the James Bondathon to match until November. 
Our next one is we're going to be doing for your eyes only. We were inspired by RetroCrunch to do a new type of anime review that's going to be not about the new releases. However, we're going to be talking about anime that came out before 2005. The reason for this is that RetroCrunch came out, and i got to say it's kind of cool seeing all these retro animes. Also, it's really weird that 2018 is considered retro according to this website. But So we're doing stuff from 2005 and before and a couple of unknown stuff. We're also going to be doing a review about some books and we're talking about some of the more interesting sci-fi books that's in our lives and we might be talking about some game stuff in a gaming podcast so stay tuned for that so either way hope you guys enjoy this episode i love doing this let me know what you guys think if you want me to review another manga another series let me know where you are and what you think should be done and um i guess that's it for this episode i've been your host zan i'm gonsville catch you guys next time and keep reading manga see ya